Hello and welcome to the Bay Podcast. We are excited to start this journey with you. This is our maiden uh, cast out and I'm joined by my co-host Mazua. And to help us to discuss today's topic, I'm joined by Nianda, Inonge and Bruce. I will have them on just to come and introduce themselves. But before we get started, uh, I would like to invite my co-host Mazua to give us a prayer. Mazua, shall we pray? Gracious Father, we are excited to come before thy throne and we pray that as we come before thy cross, we bring nothing but simply to the cross we cling. Accept our worship and conversation today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and thank you so much, Mazuba. I am excited for today's podcast because then we are getting to meet each one of you and getting to know the personalities that are behind all of this. We have a verse that is going to kick us off, and this verse is coming from 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, and it reads, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are saved, it is the power of God. This is the verse where we're taking up. Allow me just now invite Inonge. Please come on. I want you to just share with us who you are and a little bit more about yourself. Thank you, Andrew. My name is Inonge. You can call me Inonge. I am a 20-something-year-old Christ-loving student who lives, I'm in Zambia, Livingston to be particular. I enjoy reading, um, having conversation, talking about mainly difficult topics and difficult conversations. I also like scrolling away on social media. That, in a nutshell, is who I am. And I'm excited to be on the Bay Podcast. I think it's going to be an opportunity for us to not only discuss important topics that relate to things that we're going through now, but also a way to share our beliefs and how we are trying to go through this thing called life and adulting with those who may be going through the same struggles as us. Thank you, Inonge. I can relate because I was having a very difficult conversation with you and you seemed to be enjoying it quite a bit. And I was tired uh, just talking about it. Miranda, how about you? I'd love to hear more about you. What's your dream in this life? Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on the podcast. My name is Miranda. Some other people do refer to me as Grace because technically speaking, that is the first name on my birth certificate. But I grew up being called Miranda. So either one is fine with me. My dream would actually be, I've thought long and hard about this. It would be to visit Jerusalem. I don't know why. I've just always wanted to go on a tour of the city and visit the many different sites and places. I read a lot. I enjoy history, any type of history. And so whenever I read, when I find myself reading about places, I just picture myself going there. So I guess, yeah, so my dream would be to travel to many places that I've read about, but mainly Jerusalem. And that's what I can say about myself. Thank you so much, Miranda. Bruce, come on and just tell us who is Bruce and what do you enjoy doing? Thank you, Andrew. Um, my name is uh, Bruce Hatimbula. I have many other names, but uh, my friends actually prefer calling me by my last name. I don't know why. I'm a last born in a family of four. I don't know if that's relevant, but it will give you an insight as to who I am. <laughs> in terms of dreams, I really think 
I relate better with uh, Joseph, especially what is written in Genesis chapter 37, verse 19. Because oftentimes when I share them, they're like, oh, there comes the dreamer. I enjoy writing and reading with a bias towards legal or historic or economic topics. Really uh, being given an opportunity to share views, especially with the gospel on the Bay podcast gives me a great honor. And thank you for having me, Andrew. Thanks. Thank you. I think it is relevant to know that you are the last born because then we'll understand the way you argue things out. Mazua, how about you? Who is Mazua? Okay, uh, my name's uh, Mazua Lavmo Mwanamujende, and that's Tonga in one of the Zambian tribes. Um, I am married uh, with one daughter, uh, a beautiful girl. Uh, my dream is to, as to, to preach the gospel of Jesus, and not only um, in the fashion that we have been used, but to even use uh, certain ways to reach out, especially to those that uh, seem to be the outcast of society, uh, the drunkards, uh, those in prison. And so I have a passion for that. Uh, and, and I just pray by God's mercies that I could have a ministry that is just based and focused uh, to reach out to those uh, that are considered um uh, the least in society, uh, yeah. And, and the other dreams for me is just to to actually run uh, or become the tycoon uh, in, in in business areas, but still love the Lord. So I want to be rich. I want to have money, but still be faithful to my God. So yeah, that's me. And I'm excited uh, to be part of this uh, podcast. And I pray that, we will have meaningful conversation, not only as friends, but we'll reach out to people that will actually find Jesus and choose to follow him, just like we have all chosen to follow him. You have said a number of things that I want to hook onto, uh, just to start off. But before I, I, I hook onto that, I want to introduce myself. So my name is Andrew Piri. Abiyud. I am a concept designer in woodwork. Uh, in other circles, you want to call me a carpenter. I don't mind it, but that's what I do. And that's what I enjoy doing. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I am listening to people's life stories and problems uh, and facilitating therapy. When I'm not doing that, I'm watching some documentary of some sort and growing my, my mind and just learning because I enjoy doing that. Um, now let's just get into this. Mazua, you, in your prayer, you said something about the cross. And then just now, you mentioned something about people coming to know Jesus and following him. I want you to kick it off and tell me your idea of the cross. What is the cross that you talk about? Okay. Uh, to start with, personally, for me, that the cross is the place of rest. And allow me to put it in a way that rest, both physical and spiritual. Personally, there was a time in my life when I was a wanderer, like Cain. Uh, remember the curse that God had put on Cain? Do you be a wanderer? And I chose a path that was not uh, right in the sight of God. 
like the prodigal son, I went off rail and it reached at a point where I even ended up getting arrested. I was almost, almost going to prison. And it got to a point where I said I needed to challenge that God is not who he is. There's no such a thing as a God who died for people on the cross. And so I began to read the Bible to prove that we don't have a fair God. And as I read the Bible, I actually started discovering that we truly have God that exists and he's there to listen and to walk with his children. And allow me to take you to Luke 23. And this has been my favorite, even from time when I was trying to find my ground and just getting to know about the cross. Luke 23 and verse 40, we find the story of the two criminals at the cross. And then one said, but the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me in your kingdom when you come. Now, when he's saying all these things, nice things to say, don't you know and don't you fear that this is God? That is okay. And if you and I end at this verse and think when we have said these nice things then we have found our place in Christ, then we are still lost. But the key verse comes when he says, then he said, Jesus, remember me in your kingdom. Now that is a personal decision that he is making to believe in this Jesus that he is being hung with. Now, this guy's probably his theology was not as sound. We may think uh, about it today, but he did not understand many things. He was just a criminal. But in that moment, he made a decision to serve him for eternity until Jesus comes. Jesus, remember me in your kingdom. And this was my prayer when at the time I was almost, almost going to prison. And I said, God, if you can save me from going to prison, then I will save you with all my heart. And by God's grace, when that case that I had was about to come or to be taken to court, the people that were supposed to take me to court decided and said to me, we know that God has a plan for you. And for me, from that day, I knew that the God that died on the cross is still working, calling his children that they too may come and follow him. Thank you, Mazuba. I feel like that's a story we should hear more of, how you were arrested at some point. Um, Inonge, I'd like to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the cross? Because that's what we're talking about today. When I think about the cross, there's one word that comes to mind, and it's love. It's I think there's a song that says something about, like, his love for me is what kept him there. It's a story of a man who was born miraculously and his whole life was just to come and die. And you think about it and you think like, why, why would someone sign up for that? And it all comes back to because of the love that he has, not only for the world, but for me personally, even if I was the only person on this earth, 
he would have still come to die for me and he would have died at the cross. And the death of the cross, as I think we'll talk about it later, is the one that was for those who were cursed. So it's like the worst, like death is bad, right? But how you die can, you know, determine the magnitude of your death. So he died like the worst death at that time. And it was all for me. So for me, it's just love. What can I do to not, there's nothing I can do to show the love, but because he loves me like that, there must be something I can do. And all I have to do is just give him my life. So that's the cross for me. Like there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for the friend. So the cross is all about love for me and my response to that love. Thank you. Bruce, as you're coming in, I want you to respond to whether or not this is relevant for anyone, particularly one who doesn't espouse the same beliefs as would be common on this podcast. How, like, what relevance does the cross have? Thanks, Andrew. For me, really, the cross, to begin with the question on the aspect of what the cross is, it's the gospel condensed in wooden form, in my view. And uh, you see trees flourishing in the forests or wherever they may be in a particular reserve being kept for a certain purpose, whether it's to be a table, a cabinet, a wooden cup somewhere. At the end of their lives begins a journey of servitude, a journey of bringing families together in the evening, in the morning, a journey where it can display antiques or beautiful uh, things that are collected from all over the world in one's home. And this in of itself has, uh, this sort of wood has often given me the, the thought that there, there was a particular reason why it had to be that way and that we could learn from these various uses that the wood has, uh, or a tree rather, at the end of its life, and, you know, it turned into wood and all these other things, that in the death of Christ, uh, thereafter comes purpose for each one of us. Each one of us can have an opportunity to serve in our families to begin with and going out there into the world. And speaking to the aspect of, you know, the cross and whether it has relevance to other people who do not believe in it, I believe it has so much relevance. I have come to realize, whether it be in a school setting, a professional setting, a social setting, that it is really my attitude towards what I believe in that influences others more than anything else. And I have seen men and women who have taken the gospel and the cross of Jesus Christ as it should be and the influence that they've exerted on others without even having a word. This often bids others come to Christ without even, you know, opening scripture to them, not even one day, but they become attracted to this to this personality. And I think it's highlighted uh, more especially by one of my favorite writers, uh, Ellen G. White, who says, a lovable Christian is far much better than one who exposes or preaches the gospel and all that. And that in of itself, I think, is, good, is, is there's nothing that beats that kind of influence. And um, in my view, I think this is how far uh, the cross can have an influence on even those who we may term, quote unquote, as non-believers, uh, if we lived the gospel in accordance with how it should be. 
Thanks, Andrew. Thank you so much, Bruce. Mianda, I would like to hear your thoughts on what is the cross and what relevance do you think it has even to somebody who does not believe like you do? Thanks, Andrew. Let me just start by saying that the cross, as it seems, is something personal. And I love that each one of us here has had their own definition of it according to their experience. And it shows that the man who died on the cross is really interested in each one on a personal level. Um, for me, I'm in the health sector of my studies. And because of that, I would liken the cross to a safe space. So one of my courses is psychiatry. And in there, we're told that, you know, when you have um, a client or somebody come to see you, you need to be the safest place for that person. They need to come in and be able to talk to you and have you not look at them in any weird or funny way. And for me, the cross has been that time and time over again. It's a place where I go when I can't accept certain things about myself, when other people can't accept things about myself. It's, you know, it's a place where in every season of my life, happy or sad, I go and I spend time there. And the amazing thing is, you know, every visit or every time you go to the cross, you never leave the same. You know, you could go there 10 times, 100 times, and you, you never leave the same. And so for me, the cross is a place that takes me back to Jesus Christ. It's all, it's all about him. It's all about him. Everything in nature, everything that we do points towards him. So when, when I go to the cross and when I see a cross, I see things that, I, that uh, a human being can't give me. I see forgiveness. I see mercy. I see grace. I see love and so much more. For the other part of what the cross um, would mean to somebody, you know, who, who is outside of, of this set of beliefs that could be outside the Christian faith. In the verse that you read as we were beginning, you mentioned of how the, the wisdom of God is foolishness to those who are perishing, but for us, it's salvation. And so to somebody who's hardened their heart, it's going to look at a distance, it's going to look like they've got nothing to do with the cross or the cross has no impact on them. But the goodness is that the man on the cross and who the cross represents is his love extends to all, you know. And so even for those who are outside of this set of beliefs, the cross is still, you know, it's still for them as well because of the man who was crucified upon it. So for those who are outside of the set of beliefs, it has a high impact that they may just not see because they their eyes are not uh, spiritually open to it and their hearts are not drawn to it. But um, the cross definitely has an impact on all. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Mianda. I really, really like what you just said about like referring to the man on the cross drawing people's attention to the man on the cross. As a way of summarizing this, this topic, I want each one of you to just go around and tell me how the cross has impacted you particularly in, a, in whatever way it is that you think would impact another person who is coming into contact with the cross for the first time through this podcast. Uh, let me start with Inonge. Okay, how the cross has impacted me 
it has shown me that I am I'm worth it. I am worth everything. It has really set a standard high as to how God sees me and how I start to see myself. So it's God telling me that I'm worth it. I'm worth everything. I And there's nothing I can do to make him love me less. And there's nothing and no way he's ever going to love me less than he does. And that has helped me see people in a different light because not only has, not only was the cross significant for me, but the man on the cross, as Meander said, died for each and every person who lives on the earth, who walks upon the earth. So it means that I need to extend the grace shown to me to others. And it makes me strive for that as well. So for other people, it helps you, it gives you a sense of self-awareness and a higher esteem for others, as well as extending the grace that you have received. Someone has died for you and someone has seen something in you and we must learn to see what God has seen in us and to extend the love to each and every person we come in contact with. There's no such thing as someone who is undeserving of love because Christ died for everyone. So you can't really take out or include others under the banner of his love. So for me, that's what has really changed in my life. I really used to see certain people like you know that sometimes when you say, if that person is going to heaven, then I have to go. But really, we are all in line to go to heaven. Like we can all go. We don't have to exclude or include others or include or exclude ourselves. So personally, that's what it has, it has given me, a sense of self-awareness, increased esteem for others, and even a sense of faith and worth. Thank you so much. I enjoyed that. Mazuba. How has the cross impacted your life uh, that in a way that you think it would impact another person's life? I think the cross has really impacted me in a way, especially being merciful to others. And I'll use the story of the man in the Bible where he owed the king and after the king forgave him of his debt, he remembered another man who was owing him smaller than what he owed the king, but he went and beat up the man, uh, threw him in prison after being forgiven by the king. And in that story for me, it is the grace and mercy that God has shown to me. And how much then should I go and show to others? If God could have this mercy and grace on my life, then I too should go out there and be merciful to others, show them the love of God, Show them that if he can do it for me, then he can also do it for you. And, and so the cross has really impacted me in that I am at that place where I, I see people struggling and I do not look at them with their struggle, but I look at them or I look at them what Christ can actually do and how they can also be found and have a place at the cross because we all have a place no matter how we have been broken no matter where we have been what we have done whatever past whatever our flaws we have that place at the cross and so with that impact on my life having that that freedom and christ just bring me closer to him 
then how much more will I do and extend to others the same way that he has loved me, welcomed me. And so I have desired that through this uh, interaction with the Lord, I too must show and invite others that they are also welcome at the feet of Jesus. Thank you. Meander, how about you? Well, for me, Andrew, I would say that the cross has impacted my life in a way in that I no longer see things as coincidence, most things that I used to see as coincidence. You know, when when you go to the cross and you begin that relationship with Jesus there, you begin to notice and to see things that you didn't before. Now, for me, before the the cross, you know, I would look at people like Mazuba here who has a story of, you know, how Christ saved him from that uh, close cut with jail. And I would look and say, you know, why can't I experience God in this way? Like, why can't he make his presence so blatantly clear in my life that I can also point and say that, you know, he's done this great thing for me, this, you know, enormous thing. But then I noticed that I had no relationship. I did not seek him out. I did not respond to his love. And so when I found myself going to the cross and every time I go there and I converse with my savior and my friend, when I leave, I see things that might be small to others. But to me, because I spoke about it at the cross, I can see and recognize and to say this is God's hand in my life. It could be something so simple. I'm a student in university. You know how student life is. There are times when you groceries will finish. You are remaining with that last egg in your tray of eggs. And you know, I'd you know, I'd be wondering and thinking to ask for money. And at that point, you know, like someone like my mom might just call me and say, Oh, I I want to come and and deliver some groceries or she would say oh somebody sent this for you and had I not been to the cross and spoken with Jesus I wouldn't identify these things as his hand in my life these are small things and so for me the impact that is had is that I'm more attuned God's voice and I always thought it would be this big thing but I have come to appreciate the calmness in which God is dealing with me so that's how I would say the cross has impacted my life. All right. How about you, Bruce? Uh, in a way of just summarizing. Thank you. Above all that has already been stated, I think the cross has taught me selflessness. And if I was to put it in one word, it would simply be that. And it's been a theme throughout the gospel, really, that if ever you wanted to keep anything, you must be able to lose it. And... Uh, you know, we've had many stories in the Bible. When we look at the aspect of uh, Elijah praying for rain, for them to have uh, rain come down and have those sacrifices uh, dealt with on Mount Carmel, they poured water. Many other instances in the Bible where, for you know, for God to manifest Himself, it was as though He was taking away the very aspect that you seem to have needed the most, and. Uh, similarly, the cross and the death of Jesus Christ simply comes to us to show that a life of selflessness and uh, a life of giving 
uh, you will never lack. And he who gives will definitely receive. And this has taught me a principle throughout my Christian walk and journey that if you are selfless, uh, you will definitely never walk alone as though it was a Liverpool theme. But yeah, in, in, in scriptural light, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. One thing I've actually enjoyed a lot about this is that something has come out that any human being is included, that the man at the cross died loving every individual and not only the believing individual. And I, I, I can see from your discussions that the cross is relevant even for the regular Joe and Jack and Jane, who has not before now come into contact with the cross. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, allow me just invite Neander on to pray for us in, in, a, in a way of closing. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, we thank you for the first session of this podcast. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit may interpret uh, the message that you wanted to be spread today. And we ask that the listeners may find answers to what they may have been looking for through this podcast. We ask, O oh Lord, that you may keep us all safe to the next one. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray, of thanksgiving in our hearts. Amen. Amen. So Amen. please do join us next week. Same time, same place. We will be back discussing yet another topic. But for now, it's goodbye from me and the rest of the team.